0: audio podcast network
1: hello herstory heroes and welcome to another episode of whining about herstory unfortunately today you only have the two of us emily and kelly to listen to in your ear holes because you know we can't have guests all the time guess who's back back again herstory's back Tell yeah. your friends, leave yeah. five-star reviews. <laughs> and that, yes, finals. We had a bit of a break. We had a bit of a break. Finals are finally over. I have a week off. Woo. <laughs>
0: a whole week to recover from your master's program.
1: Yep, and then I'm taking four classes, so. That's okay.
0: <laughs> Kelly is getting really close to being able to levitate light items off the table, so yeah. she's uh, I'm, close I'm to being a brain to pebbles.
1: lord. It's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So, it's totally fine. For those of you who don't know, this is Whining About History, a women's history podcast where two longtime best friends and Boston marriages, fuck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, talk about women from history that you probably haven't heard of but def should have while drinking some wine. I'm Kelly.
0: I'm Emily. It's good to be. It, it feels like forever since we've done this because the last time we were together recording was with. Okay, that, that, I was going to say with hashtag history, but that's a lie because we were recording with another podcast that we're going to be on their podcast, but that's a surprise for later. But still, I just, I feel like we haven't done this oh, yeah. in no.
1: forever. Same, same, hard same. Well, yeah. that's why, like, I, it's, I I texted Emily, was it yesterday? And I was like, so what's happening with the pod? <laughs> You're like, what's the
0: pod plan? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's thing a thing we yeah. do. Oh my God. Even though we... What We went one week without actually recording anything. Yeah, without
1: seeing each other. Yeah. I, I felt like I hadn't seen you in like a year. I it, was like, I miss Emily. It
0: does feel that way. I think it's because there were periods in our lives where we saw each other every day. We literally lived together on more than one occasion. Yeah. And now we see each other weekly and it's, we're so used to that like frequent interaction. So when we don't see each other for a week, it's like, I saw
1: Kelly and seven years ago. <laughs> it's like not having water. You're just like, I'm so thirsty.
0: I haven't drank in 5,000 years.
1: Yeah. I really, as a desert.
0: I really hope that everyone enjoyed that little herstory happenings that we put out to like help with the gap. Obviously, we didn't put out an episode last week, but the week before we put out the herstory happenings about uh, fatal fashions. And and, it, and if that
1: whetted your appetite, there are three more of them. Have we done four total or have we only done, done three? We've done like six. Oh, well, there are five more history happenings um, (laughs) if you become a patron for as little as one dollar. Yeah.
0: All of our patrons at any level get access to those bonus episodes because we work way too damn hard on them to deny them from anyone who's giving us money.
1: (laughs) Exactly. We also do video episodes where you get to see us dress up and be our silly selves it's amazing. There's that a you lot normally of don't get to see. There's
0: a lot of face touching, a lot of uncomfortable hand motions, uh costumes, some groping. I feel like I'm describing my sex video. I know. Yeah. My Pretty sex similar. Tape. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's like super soft core. It's right. fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, if you enjoyed that, please subscribe to our Patreon. We've got a bunch of different topics, and we've got more coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I need to pick my topic for next time. I know you're, you're next, I know what your topic is, but I'm like, oh, crap, I have to, like... Use my brain again, because I was right. I I felt like I really won with Boston marriages. Was like that is such a good idea. Know. You're like and now, shit.
1: How do I top that?
0: So there was one year for Christmas where I just like there was something going on. The stars aligned. I killed with Christmas presents. Like I made my mother cry. I made my best friend tyranny cry. Like I was slaying with the with the Christmas presents. And every year since, I'm like, oh, fuck, I blew my load on that one Christmas five years. Right. Ago. More than five years ago, I'm pretty sure. I
1: feel like that's how it is. Like with like certain things in your life, you're like, man, this is it. This is my one great moment. Yeah.
0: Everything else is downhill. And that's how I'm feeling about my hearsay happenings. I'm like, oh, shit. I totally blew my load on Boston marriages. Fatal Fashions was another good one. I right. it, was, it was like, I, I don't think
1: I've gotten twofer. there yet. <laughs> it's probably coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I had fun with that. So uh, before we get started, I do have kind of a say their name. It's more of a um, shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Just shut up and listen. Shut up and listen to me (laughs) on the podcast that you're voluntarily listening listening to and that you can't talk back to. So um, they can talk back. We just
1: can't hear them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Someone's yelling at me, calling me a bitch. I have no idea. And it feels so good. Die mad about it. Anyway. Um, if you're like me, uh, what's going on in Afghanistan right now, it has been very upsetting and very stressful. And you are probably very concerned, especially, you know, about what's going to happen to the women there. And I've been reading some articles and things like that. And something that I found was that it was like three fourths of the population are under 30 years old. So Which the majority, insane. I'm like, Oh my God, are you fucking serious? That's, ins- that's crazy to me. But think about all these the, the United States has been in Afghanistan for 20 years. Yep. People have, are in their 20s, never knowing Taliban rule.
1: Right. They, they were either too young to remember.
0: Yeah. Or they weren't born Or they weren't,
1: yeah. So
0: in that time, uh, burqas were optional. A lot of women chose to wear them, but it was a choice. In in the last 20 years. We're yes. Talking and on. not not pre-20 years. Yeah. Um. Women had opportunities for education, higher education, jobs, even in law enforcement. And now, the future of all that, the current state, is totally in flux, and we're already seeing things getting rolled back. people so... women are women are destroying and hiding their education credentials because they don't want to be targeted by the Taliban. Cab drivers are not picking up women because they don't want to be targeted
1: by the Taliban, so like women can't go anywhere like we're not even fully out of there, and they're already like just like, nope. Yeah, the,
0: the, there have been reports of, like, armed men leading women out of their jobs and being like, you don't have a job. Ain't. Like, it's it's scary. It's, disgusting. it's heartbreaking. It almost seems unimaginable in this, the year of our goddess 2021. Like, how the fuck is this happening? And if you're like me, you're just sitting there with all these feelings, maybe doing a little bit of crying, a little bit of doom scrolling, and wondering, like, what the fuck can you do? A lot of anger. So I literally Googled, how can I help women in Afghanistan? And I found an NBC article and it had some, you know, links to different nonprofits that are well-established that are offering support to Afghanistan refugees and women. And there is one charity in particular that I found. It's called Women for Women International, and they help women all over the world. That's their primary focus. And they do have an emergency fund right now specifically for women in Afghanistan, And I did look them up on Charity Navigator, which is a an independent organization that evaluates nonprofits. And they have a three out of four star rating, 80 out of 100. uh, And they grade this on their how they use their finances and then their accountability and transparency. And it literally says you can donate with confidence. So I donated and it's one of those things I may not be able to be hands-on and go over it and have an impact, but, like, right. I, I can try to put something positive out in the world. So that's the charity that I specifically chose. I'm not saying you have to choose it. Uh, if you would like to, you can find uh, womenforwomen.org. Uh, also, if you can donate to a charity that's supporting Afghan refugees, yeah, I t- highly encourage you to donate because it's 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 so horrifying like we're
1: pulling people out as we pull our troops out yeah there are I'm, I'm really proud of like the world as a whole right now though because there are so many countries that have stepped up and been like hey either we'll take refugees full-time or we'll take them until they can go to the U.S. or like x y and z and I'm mm-hmm. like I'm so proud of some of us well and it, it's it's just it's so horrifying
0: to see this I mean I'm, I, I kept thinking of us because we went to college together and I'm like Imagine if all of a sudden a new government took over that hated women and I had to hide my diploma. I had to leave my job. I had to, it like.
1: Yeah, we wouldn't have this podcast. Like we probably would almost never see each other. If they found
0: out about our podcast, we'd be fucked. Right. We'd
1: probably be on there. We'd be probably potentially part of the group that they're like, yeah, we're going to get you out of the country. Yeah. (laughs) But you know,
0: it's, it's so scary And it's one of those things where it's like, we know what the Taliban does. We know their stance on women. These are literally the same people that shot Malala Youssef in the face. And
1: some people are, you know, having that cautious, hopeful optimism. But it's like, they haven't changed. They've they've been there quietly in the shadows doing the same shit this whole 20 years. They've been trying to take back power the entire time. Just because we gave them power doesn't mean they're going to be good now. Yeah, so...
0: They didn't give them power, they kind of assumed
1: power. But basically what I'm saying is sometimes when you
0: feel like you can't help yourself and you feel hopeless, the best thing to do is to try to help others. And that's how I'm helping this. And I just encourage everyone else to try to find a way to offer some kind of support, whether it be monetary or if there's another way that you know of, please share that with us and we can signal boost it on the podcast. But please do. I've been feeling so helpless and obviously... This is an issue that is so important to both of us. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what what can I do? And this is what I did. And so, again, if you want to donate to Women for Women International, that's womenforwomen.org. Um, also, I highly recommend looking up your own charities, doing your research, making sure you're donating to one that's well-established. That's not just, like, taking advantage of, oh, people Please. are trying to donate to Afghanistan. I'm going to set up my PayPal and make a fake – I don't know. But, you know, just – yeah. Also check in on the veterans in your life. This has also been a very triggering event for them. I know Jared, even yeah. though he was not in Afghanistan, has really been struggling with it. Um, a lot of people who did serve in Afghanistan have really been struggling. It's, it's just, it's a really hard time for everyone. So just, you know, speak and act with compassion and caring. Yeah. So that's my little say their name slash rant slash, oh my God, I'm so scared for the world segment.
1: <laughs> right. It's one of those, it makes you feel small and tiny and insignificant.
0: I no, I I really do. And powerless. I really do. And, and as powerless as I feel, I can't imagine how the women in Afghanistan are feeling right now. Right, Just absolute terror. Uh so thank you for listening. Um, also share with us how, like what you're doing to support, because I would really love to like, hear yeah. di- like different ways If there. Is there something better that I could be doing? Is there, you know, something that we could do as a podcast? Uh, we'd love to hear it, but yeah, please guys just keep that in mind, do what you can and spread good, spread good, be good, do good. As my dad always says. Oh yeah.
1: See, this is why we do the say their names before the wine. Now, I know. We I used screwed to do- up the order. no. This is what we used this is the way we wanna do them because No,
0: because it's hard to segue from something sad into a wine, remember? Yeah,
1: but it's also hard to segue from a wine into something sad. Well, here's
0: the thing. Now we're going to drink because we're sad.
1: Yeah, there you go. So today for Caitlin. (laughs) <laughs> What's up, Caitlin? What's up, Caitlin? We're drinking a red because she was like, you guys have been drinking so many whites and I don't drink white. And I'm like, it's summer. We drink whites in the summer.
0: I, I was going to say specifically bubbly Moscato
1: whites. Right. <laughs> but here is a Merlot just for you, Caitlin. Yes. Um, so this is the Sandpoint Family Vineyard 2017 Merlot from Clarksburg.
0: There's I a little,
1: love the little quail. Oh, yeah, it's a quail. It has a little quail on like a, a porch swing. or not a porch swing, but like a a little, a little wooden wood tree swing. swing. It's cute. So it says, "Sand Point lies at the center of our family's home ranch and is a special place where we enjoy spending time appreciating the beauty of nature. In the midst of our vineyards lies a river basin, boasting native plants and animals. In part due to our family's restoration efforts decades ago to return the landscape back to its natural habitat, it is one of." Many habitat regeneration efforts we have undertaken to ensure future generations can enjoy as we do today. This is not about the wine. Oh, here we go. It's the last, like, sentence. Um, Our commitment to the natural environment echoes our dedication to quality wine growing as expressed in this Merlot. Vibrant raspberry and cherry flavors come together with light chocolate notes to create a smooth and juicy wine. Mm, also they're apparently a certified green company
0: I I was gonna say they uh they're very eco-conscious that's
1: really neat see and that's how they're trying to put good into the world they're
0: trying to restore natural habitats and get us drunk while doing
1: it help the quails help I don't the, know quails. If the quails need help I, love, I mean people hunt quails so probably
0: I absolutely love the front of the spot because first of all quails are such an odd looking bird. Like they're just so quirky and whimsical and they're kind cute, of funny though. looking. And then it's a quail on, yeah, this little wooden swing and tree swing. That's trees, what it is. It's just like, I kind of want to get that tattooed on me. Like I it know. just looks so cute. I would totally do that. Oh, I can't hear anything anymore. Can you hear stuff? Yeah. Oh, I, it like just cut out for me completely. Oh, or okay. Are it was headphones just my head. <laughs> it
1: was just my headphones. I'm maybe sorry. maybe that's our next Patreon goal is decent get, podcast headphones for Emily the both of us. Fucking headphones. Cuz mine are shit too. I'm using yeah. my husband's tonight and I I made Emily put them on. I'm like, it's so crisp and clear.
0: See, I'm I've been using my boyfriend's old crappy headphones since like day 1 and like the the plastic over the I don't know the soft
1: part, <laughs> or is, yeah. is like coming yeah.
0: off and
1: but yeah, it's my soft part, like the like the leathery coating on it yes. is coming, is flaking on yes. mine, and I'm like, eh. do you have dandruff? No, I have flaky headphones. Yeah, right. <laughs> Only if dandruff is now black. um So, cheers to doing good things. Cheers to doing good things, and cheers to Caitlin who can finally drink the wine we
0: are drinking. There we go. Cheers.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. been practicing without you just sitting there
0: alone you you do like you get like a five pound weight and you just put your arm forward like okay 10 more reps kelly you got this feel the burn
1: i just gotta gauge it so i don't go too hard and like smash our glasses yeah i like this
0: i that's gonna be like our 200th episode we're gonna cling so hard that we uh smash our glasses and then we have to record from the hospital as we're getting stitches
1: We'll just intentionally wear gloves and do it outside. Yes.
0: This is actually very good. I was a little nervous because bringing it up to my lips, the the scent hit the, me first. The I was like, isn't, oh, damn. It's just strong. Isn't,
1: yeah. And it, I mean, it smells like a red.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it just kind of like I, I could feel the scent going into my nostrils and like down the back of my throat.
1: <laughs> you can kind of taste like on the after note that like sweeter hint of what did they say? Like chocolate?
0: Yeah, light chocolate notes. This is a really juicy wine though. It is. It's very wet. It's actually making my mouth water even more. too. Yeah.
1: It's I'm weird. salivating it's like weird. Pavlov's dogs. Yeah. So if you hear like weird slurping sounds, it's just us trying not to like
0: drool I on ourselves. I almost started smacking my lips, but I was like, everyone's gonna turn this off because people hate mouth sounds unless you're like looking for that specific ASMR yeah. goodness, which this is not what that is. So oh,
1: sorry. I mean, unless your version of a- ASMR is story. I
0: mean, even people, then, people really love your voice, Kelly. You you have that one classmate who's like, "I thought you were doing a sexy voice for the podcast. Like, I didn't yeah. realize that was just
1: your voice." I still don't like my, like, I have never liked my voice because I feel like it's, like, deeper than most women's. Oh, I feel the same way. And so, like, I've never liked my voice. So, like, you're like, people like your voice. And I'm over here like, nah. <laughs>
0: well, hey, people doesn't have to include you, Kelly. True story. Also, I really hope that she was kind of, like, flirting with you a little bit. And you just, just shut her down. You know. You're like, no, my voice is garbage. What are you talking about? And she's like, ah.
1: She cries in her room listening to our podcast. Yep. She's
0: like, Kelly, why would you believe me? (laughs) I hope she listens listens to this and she's like, what the fuck is Emily's deal? My deal is that- Emily just ships everyone. I ship everyone with Kelly, including myself. So we're going to all have like a giant Boston marriage together.
1: Yep. (laughs) We're just going to buy a house and it's going to be the funerary cult headquarters, except we can't call it that because then it'll probably get raided by the police. But we'll know what it is. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Did I tell you I was uh, I was hanging out with a friend of mine. What's up, Jory? And uh, I was talking with like her and her boyfriend. I don't remember how it came up. But Jory was like, Emily, you're my backup if it doesn't work out with my boyfriend. I was like, Jory, I'm like three people's backups minimum right. so i'm gonna have to have like yeah like a a boss in marriage for way yeah we'll just have like a feminist commune where we all love and support each other i'd be down yeah and you know we give each other bouquets of vibrators for valentine's yep. day and we it's have just
1: some dogs some cats wine. a little bit of everything
0: oh god yeah we're gonna have so many fucking critters it's god. gonna be insane
1: we're it's gonna really get wonderful. some goats I really do want goats, but apparently they're little assholes. Yeah,
0: well, what do you expect from something tiny with horns? They're yeah. basically chihuahuas with horns. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Which is terrible. Anyways, Who's, you get to go first.
0: Oh, uh, okay, that's right. Hold on.
1: This might be—I will say it up front. This, depending on how sidetracked we get, this might be a shorter episode because we're just—we're getting back in the saddle. You know what? We
0: are 19 minutes in, and we are just starting the actual story. So I think we're going to be fine. I don't think this is going to be like a 20-minute episode or anything.
1: It's because we haven't had to say their name in a while.
0: So today I, I'm very excited about my story because it's a bit of a trip. Today I am covering Princess Ping Yang. And here's the thing I wrote these notes forever ever Yeah, same.
1: So I had to text Emily and go when I like I texted her and I'm like, have I covered this woman yet? Cause I like found my notes and then she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, good.
0: So if I mispronounce things because this takes place in China, I have my phonetic notes, but like they may not make sense to me anymore.
1: <laughs> Please forgive <laughs> Too her. Much
0: time. I'm, I'm so bad. You know, here's the thing. I'm not going to get mad at someone for mispronouncing English words if that is not their first language. Don't get mad at me for mispronouncing words that are not in my first language. I am trying really hard. I did my due diligence. It's just it's been weeks. Right. So. Especially
1: some of the names of like cities, particularly yeah. in Minnesota.
0: Dude, I still don't know like how to pronounce half the cities in Minnesota. Was it New Preg? That yep. is that's a bullshit name because it's spelt like New Prague. Prague. We've talked about this. I had a roommate from there and she was like, actually, it's Preg. And I'm like, says B- who <laughs> bitch. I'm like, are you fucking? I kind of like it. Like, what a power move to be like, no, Prague is saying it wrong. It's actually Preg. <laughs> right. It's
1: like, no, it's spelled Prague. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I am covering Princess Ping Yang. So Ping Yang was born sometime between 589
1: and 598 AD. That's a, that's a gap.
0: I like to think that they couldn't tell if it was like an eight and nine or Or a a nine nine. and an eight. So they were just like like, "Eh." between there. I don't know. Words are hard. Um, And she was the third daughter of Li Li Yuan, Duke of Tang and military commander. So he's like a big fucking deal. Yeah. And this was during the Sioux dynasty, which had been founded by Emperor Wen of Sioux after he united the country, which had previously been divided for 400 years. So oh. Emperor Wen comes in and he's like, y'all were- Get your shit together. Yeah, we're all going to get together. We're all going to do the same thing, you know. So he unites China, yeah, which, and, which is huge. <laughs> I mean, you know, literally, literally, China's time, huge. For the first time in 400 goddamn years. And he starts the Sioux dynasty, which is a big deal. Unfortunately for Emperor Wen, his son, uh, Yang Di, wasn't all into unification. He was a little more into like gaining power for himself and would do literally anything to get it.
1: I mean, you'd think like unifying all of China would be like, because that would mean you stand to inherit all of
0: China. Well, here's he wasn't even the next in line. So he was also just kind of like a class A dick.
1: Yeah, he was that He was person. a hemorrhoid. Yeah. He was a
0: total hemorrhoid. Just, wor- just the worst. Just yeah. the fucking worst. He's just
1: like, I'm going to fuck everyone else's shit because I want to be selfish.
0: Yeah, so we uh, we have a bitchy bullet list, as I'm going to call it. Yeah. So on Young Dee's quest for power, he... Probably murdered his own father, Emperor Wen. Great. Like, probs, almost stuff. Systematically framed his own brothers for crimes to secure the throne.
1: What? So how, that, many, like, how many brothers were ahead of him? Did I you, think at, at least two.
0: Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, he's like, you guys aren't even in the equation anymore. Uh, he invaded... Tibet, Mongolia, Vietnam, Korea, Taiwan, Sumatra, and Turkish territories. Yeah, so he just
1: like was like, I'm just gonna go around in a circle. Yeah, he
0: he was just wrecking shit everywhere. Um he spearheaded construction projects that literally killed millions upon millions of workers. And the Grand Canal alone was one of his projects, and that had a forty to fifty percent death rate for workers so you had wow. you had literally like a coin flips chance of surviving <laughs> working on this shit um and then he also taxes since within inch of their lives which of course is literally the worst thing i did <laughs> of course people don't like that though like you're being a dick man but don't worry you know even though he's got obviously a very busy schedule of plotting and killing and taxing he still had plenty of time to chill in his lavish palaces that undoubtedly had workers like trapped in the walls probably like oh and there's the arm of some dude that got crushed between the rocks i decided to keep it because i thought it had like an eclectic flair i don't know he's right. just he's he's a like psycho. oh
1: yes those echoing screams are just my lullabies that i listen to at night oh yeah yeah you know he was bummed out when the screaming stopped he's like oh Where's my
0: wi- I, They don't have white noise machines yet. How am I going to get to sleep? <laughs> but unfortunately for Yang Di, killing millions on your quest for power leaves one feeling a little paranoid because if you're the kind of person that's totally up for murdering a ton of people, you think everyone's going to murder you. Also, you're pissing people off and you kind of have every right to think people want to take you down. Because they do. Yeah, and so this dude was spiraling in the worst way he thought. They always do. Like yeah,
1: like whenever you read about powerful men that do really shitty things, like that's their downfalls. They just start freaking out. They get super
0: paranoid. Exactly. He thought that everyone was out to kill him. And like, to be fair though, he wasn't wrong because he was pissing off the whole country. that literally just got unified. And now they're all like, hey, your dad was all right. And like we unified under him and now we're going to unify against your dumb ass. Right.
1: Like, we're still unified. We're
0: just unified against you. Yes. So, while all this is going on, Ping Yang married a duke's son, uh, Chai Shao, uh, who worked as head of the palace guards. So, he's like a big deal. And with Ping Yang's father being a military commander and her husband leading the palace guard, she and her family were well known to yeah. Yang Di and like the rest of the imperial court. Um, unfortunately, Yang Di was becoming increasingly erratic and he's not the kind of guy you want noticing you because if he even like you walk in his eye line, he's like fuck you you're dead now There's yeah. reasons i don't know so he's becoming increasingly erratic so erratic in fact that in 617 he ordered li Yun ping yang's father or sorry ping yang's father to be arrested for reasons you know just because he's the emperor and he can say whoever's arrested right but then he found out some rebels were going to legit try and overthrow him. So he busted Li Yuan out of jail 15 minutes later and like to serve as his own guard to protect like, him from assassins. Mind. Yeah, it's like, please disregard my previous imprisonment. JK, LOL. save my life. <laughs> like, are you fucking? And it's. It's such it's such an illogical paranoia. Like, I'm sorry, you're having the guy that you just imprisoned for no goddamn reason now protecting you. That wouldn't freak you out more like he has no idea what's going on. Right. So Li Yuan realized that Yang Di had to go and join the growing movement to murder his ass. He was then joined by Ping Yang's husband, Chai Shao. And Ping Yang and Chai Shao knew that if both of them disappeared from the palace, it would be incredibly suspicious. It would also be very difficult for both of them to escape. It's kind of like the smaller you keep your group, the better. I think you talked about that uh, woman who smuggled allied soldiers over the Alps. And like, yeah, you can't have like a giant caravan of people. Because
1: it's super noticeable.
0: Exactly. So... Pingyang Yang volunteered to stay in the palace while her husband went off and plotted to kill the emperor, you know, with her dad. And she said, quote, as a woman, it is easy for me to hide when the time comes. I have ways of taking care of myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, sexism for the win. You know, women aren't right. like we don't really acknowledge them or their presence. <laughs> but I also love she's like, I have my ways. I'll figure it out. Don't worry, bae so when it was safe, Ping Yang also escaped the palace on her own. And as she traveled to meet up with her family, she encountered villagers who were suffering and dying under Yang Di's rule. There was a serious drought going on, but Yang Di was too busy murdering his family and throwing people in a jail to care. Right. So these people are suffering from a natural occurrence, and but he's not their government is doing nothing to help them, and they're all just starving to death. Ugh. And it's like, oh, because we didn't already hate your dumbass. So Ping Yang opened her family's storehouses of food and distributed it among the suffering villagers. And they were so thankful that they pledged their loyalty to her. Food is the way to the heart of all, especially if you're starving to death. Like I there have been times where I'm like so hangry where I'm like, man, if someone just gave me a burger right now, I would kill for you. I would kill for the burger, I would kill for you. Like, that's how loyalty is won. And thus, Ping Yang began to form her own army of starving villagers. Completely on accident. She's like, I'm just going to be a decent human being. Yeah, like, oh my God, you guys are all starving. Here, have some food. And they're like, we will kill for you. And she's like, oh,
1: fucking sweet. She's like, I'm going to use that. Yeah. Hold that thought. oh sweet and honestly
0: this I could totally see this being like a drama series because she's kind of going from village to village and like recruiting people and she's in battles all the while her father and husband are doing their thing and they're against this like big evil emperor and like I'm like how is this not a drama series HBO get on that shit right now and then don't fuck up the ending okay clearly yeah So while her father and husband openly fought against against Yang Di's armies, Ping Yang roamed the country enlisting the help of hangry villagers until she amassed an army of 70,000 people. Jesus. Five fucking zeros. And it became known as the Woman's Army because it was led by a woman and no one had time to be creative because they were too busy, like, trying not to die. Yeah. Valid. You know, it's to the point, too. Like... I, I appreciate uh, how succinct it is.
1: It's not an army of women. It's an army led by a woman. Yeah, it, so, so it's not army. women's
0: army. It's woman's yep. army. But to be a part of the woman's army, you had to follow a few rules. Rule number one, don't talk about the woman's army. Rule number two, seriously, don't fucking talk about it, guys.
1: <laughs> I know there's 70,000 of yes. <laughs> us, but don't talk about it. Yeah,
0: like shut the fuck up. No, I'm, I'm, that, that's fight club rules. I'm joking. Um, there I was no know. looting. No raping. No pillaging. You have to pay for what you take. You can't steal. And then uh, you have to distribute food to locals after battle. So So let,
1: let me sum this up. Yes. Don't be an asshole and share food when you're done.
0: Exactly. Because what they're doing is they're going to these villages and she's recruiting more people. But then she's also liberating villages from Yangdi's rule. Yeah. And then after it, all these people are like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? And she's like, what's going to happen now is you're going to have all the cheeseburgers. Who has cheeseburger? You has cheeseburger. Can I has cheeseburger? Yes. yes. <laughs> Oh my God, that was some early internet nostalgia. Our older listeners will understand that so well. And just a whole bunch of images of cats and food and can great. I has cheeseburger flood your brains and all of our younger listeners are like the fuck what it's going to be like explaining what a record was to us. Like, oh, it's like a big CD that only had yeah." Four but now songs. they're like
1: super popular again.
0: They, they are vinyl vinyls having a comeback. But it's, it's going to be weird. We can put more than four songs on them, yes. It's going to be weird, though, like what we're trying to explain to a younger generation, like the early cassettes. internet culture.
1: Cassettes is one thing, because I did grow cassettes. up with cassettes. No, that's what I'm saying. Explain yeah. cassettes to the next generation.
0: Oh, my God.
1: VHS how tapes. Do you, how do really, you do explain... Really, like cassettes are mini VHS tapes, if you think about it.
0: Yeah, but then you have to explain what a VHS tape. But I'm talking, like, how do you explain charlie the unicorn and llamas with hats and salad have them fingers watch it and they're and just gonna be
1: like you guys are lame i like, think we just have to deal with that
0: okay i after this we're gonna like go down the rabbit hole of early internet video gold because that no. shit is always good <laughs> i want to watch llamas with hats. i still quote it carl, carl that
1: kills people carl
0: <laughs> oh my I, my I had no idea genuinely my bad so sorry about that. Anyway, sorry, what are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, you can tell it's been a while since we've been together because now we're just like loopy-doopy. Fight, club, I fight club, llamas with hats, it's fine. So all of these rules of basically don't be a dick won Ping Yang and the Women's Army plenty of fans. And so whenever they rolled up to a village, they were celebrated as liberators rather than invaders. The woman's army steadily took back cities from Yang Di's armies until Li Yuan sent Chai Shao to meet up with them. So now Ping Yang's husband is going to meet up with them. And Chai Shao combined their forces and both served as commanding generals. So it wasn't like, a man is here now. Thanks for taking care of things, you know, in the meantime, and now go sew so, or make me a sandwich or something. He's like, all right, yeah, now we get to work together. Like, right. husband, like, wife, let's team, do this. Yeah. work, romance. So with this, Ping Yang's army evolved into the army of the lady. Ooh.
1: I like that better.
0: <laughs> yes, I do too. So finally, after less than a year of fighting, the Sioux dynasty fell after only two rulers because that was Emperor Wen who founded it and then his dickbag son and Yang Di pieced out, and don't worry, he like got murdered at bathhouse or something later. Well, I'm sure. so.
1: someone probably just saw him, and you're like, you're you're that asshole.
0: I like to imagine that the person who murdered him didn't even know he who he was. He was just like, you just look like you have a dick of a face, like you. you or he said he dick. like
1: made a comment, yeah. Like, and the guy was like, you're an asshole.
0: Yeah, he he was like, um actually, and the guy's like, no, you're fucking dead, shut and up. And then someone
1: later was like, you know, that used to be the emperor, right? And the guy's like, oh. Well, that yeah, it used to be he was dead. Now he's dead. So Li Yuan took the throne
0: and became the first emperor of the Tang Dynasty, because remember, okay. he was like the leader of the Tang clan or whatever and he family it's usher- yes, tang <laughs> family and he ushered in a golden era in china so Aww, so this wasn't yay. like oh these people took over and things just kept sucking in a different way this made the warrior ping yang a legit warrior princess and she was also appointed as a marshal uh who and oversaw military aids and earned the title Zhou, which means wise Ooh. yes So while the Tang Dynasty would last from 618 to 907, it's like a fuck ton of times. It's like 600 years almost, right, Is math? 300. 300. Fuck, damn it. We were literally just talking about how I'm bad at math. I got you back. So the dynasty lasted a crap ton of time, but Ping Yang unfortunately didn't. She died in 623 AD, just a few years after... She became a warrior princess and her father ascended the throne, and she was only in like her 20s. So remember, she's doing all this shit when she's like a fucking teenager, (laughs) which honestly, now it's an adult, though. It kind of makes her the best because who has more rage and drive than a teenage girl? Like, I'm about to fuck everyone's shit up. Let's do this. And they're so manipulative and cunning and crafty. I'm I would just glad like to see that. I'm just glad that she used her powers for good instead right. of evil, <laughs> like all the other teenage girls we grew up with. <laughs> so, unlike some of the women that we've covered, her premature death didn't doom her to obscurity. Her death was mourned by the nation, and a pass was renamed Young Ladies Pass Aww. after her, which I think is sweet. She received a grand military funeral comparable to one for a high general and military music was played. So she's getting all the pomp and circumstance. But even then, sexism is strong. And one advisor said, quote, in antiquity, God damn, I can't say shit. Okay, let me, let me, old man, old, old sexist, crabby, wrinkly, shitty man. Okay. In antiquity, martial music was never played at the funerals of women. And bitch, the times, they are changing, so get your head out of 500 A.D. because we are living in 600 A.D. Wake up, get woke. Bitch. Here's the cool thing, though. Li Yuan, her father, didn't let this snide comment slide, and he responded... The princess carried battle drums and assisted me in my quest for the throne. Was there ever such a one as she in antiquity? He's like, bitch, we didn't do this to women before because she the OG. She's the last of the real ones. And obviously there were women kicking ass before her. But still, he's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Right. Boom. And that is the unfortunately short but super awesome story of warrior princess ping yang and the woman's army or
1: did she just die
0: it could have been childbirth um it's not entirely known it like childbirth disease i don't think she was murdered which is i mean i'll take that like there were a billion reasons for you to die back then so but yeah, that's the story of Pingyang and the woman's army, Yay. or the army of the lady. I like that one <laughs> much better. I I like that too. I don't know. It just sounds a little fancier. It takes you a little longer to say it, so you
1: have to put more effort into it. Like it's just yeah, just it's because it's lady instead of woman. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I like lady. It makes you sound fancy. Like the lady of the lake. I'm a goddamn lady. And don't you forget it. Yes. Ladies don't start fates, but we will finish them and then take over the country. <laughs> But yeah. I, I had so much fun researching that. That, one. that yeah. was a lot. I needed one that was like fun. Yeah. Because I I have another one that I'm researching. That's a bummer. And I have another one that I will be researching, which I just know is going to be a huge bummer. I it's know. a listener request. It's coming. You, you know who you are. You know what you're waiting for. It's coming. I promise. Yeah.
1: I, I saw it. I yeah. saw like the conversation about it, but yep. I didn't look up who it was because I'm like, nope. Emily said she's got it covered. I will wait for the story. I
0: actually, I have even started the research on it and I had a weird dream about this woman and it was not a positive, it was- So you're like, I don't, I haven't started, but it's going to be shit. It was like all of the things I worried about encountering in the story were in the dream and now I'm going to be like doing the research being like, oh, there's that part.
1: (laughs) Yes, and on that note, if you out there have any women you want us to cover, just send them our way. Facebook message, Instagram message, Twitter message, email. Yeah, we're we're pretty accessible in most ways. We around,
0: We around. We be, we be, we be here. We be here, whining, whining and dining. I and
1: mean, we did have pizza.
0: We did. It was what Tater Tot pizza. What was that? <laughs> it, was, it was Tater Tot pizza. It was, pizza? It pizza. was it fucking was so delicious. <laughs> it was like it was like Tater Tot hot dish
1: pizza. Yeah. It's, Which, like, it was, it's tater tots, bacon, nacho cheese, green onions, and then like, I don't actually know if it's on, Mar- I don't think it's on marinara. I don't know what it's on. No, though. it's, I, I should but have paid good. more attention. I just kind of inhaled it
0: and you you eat it with sour cream. Everyone, so everyone outside the Midwest is like tater tot hot what? But it's like tater tot casserole pizza. It is probably the most Midwest pizza I can think of.
1: Um, They used to have a cheese curd pizza.
0: Oh, my God! Did too many people just die of heart attack? for me
1: Like, um. So yeah, it's mozzarella cheese, tater tots, bacon, green onions, and nacho cheese. And let's see if it'll let me. I want. I just want to see what sauce it is.
0: I can feel my arteries clogging and I'm totally okay with it. Because I'm drinking red wine and that's good for my heart, so it counteracts. Exactly.
1: You're fine.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's all about balance. You know, you drink wine with the with the pizza.
1: I don't I don't think, you know, red wine usually doesn't go with pizza.
0: Well, what I'm saying, you know, I had a break to clear my palate. That's true. And the red wine is good for my heart, and that's why I'm telling myself, so it's fine.
1: It's hot, healthy. Sorry, hold on. Okay, so it comes with ranch. That's what's under it. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Think of the most Midwest thing. I don't know why I didn't just ranch. I should have
0: guessed ranch as a joke because that is the most Midwest fucking. I mean, thing. it makes
1: sense though. Like, I love it so much. It, it tastes much. so good.
0: Oh my god, we should we should go to the snow with Rachel and Leah and introduce them to tater tot hot dish pizza.
1: Or just tater. Ranch. Or just tot hot dish.
0: Yeah. Oh lord, I love me some tater tot hot. Lordy, dish. Oh. All right. What. No, I was I was just thinking of like the most Midwest meal. It was like tater tot hot dish with like a side of top the tater. Yep.
1: You could just um, plop it right on top to be Oh, honest. exactly.
0: Exactly. It's almost like a frosting if you really want. To be. Right. Oh, uh, maybe some ludic I've never even had lutefish No, lutefish is disgusting. No, it's it's
1: that, and I mean worst. that's more of like a Norwegian-Swedish thing, and yeah. we just kind of adopted it because that's where most of us. I was gonna say it's way back when. It's not
0: that we adopted it; it's that the the Swedes brought it here because a lot of them settled yeah, we're in all Minnesota. Like, you know,
1: take your fermented fish away.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a tradition that can die out, and I won't miss it.
1: Never even had it. Don't
0: have to. I know. If, I've smelled it. That was enough. You know, the funny thing is uh, it's on King of the Hill. The there, There's an episode where they get a new pastor who's from Minnesota and she's got them. Oh, hi there. Oh, I'm pastor. Yeah, it's so funny. And she brings Lutefisk to like the welcome brunch. And oh she's like, God. I left it between the Frito pie and the other Frito pie. Because that's like their, their thing. Yeah. yeah and I, I was like, that was the first time I ever heard of Lutefisk. And then I learned like it's a mina. Menace- I was like, "What the actual fuck are we doing?" Yeah. Anyway, yep. Kelly, tell us about your woman <laughs> so we can stop talking about like fermented fish. Yes. Okay. Fermented lye covered
1: fish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, why would you want to eat lye? That's that's my end of that's this. That's for conversation. dissolving bodies, yeah. not for
0: eating. You guys.
1: Okay, so I'm covering. Onorata Rodiani. Lunarata Rodiani. Yeah. All it's right. a fun name.
0: It is a fun name.
1: Um, so she was born in Castiglione, which is near C- Cremona in Italy. That's it. Cool. Uh, She no. was born. <laughs> yep. No birth <laughs> year. Nothing about her childhood. Just not even a. a no, no. Nope. Are, could
0: we possibly be in the year 2000 then? No.
1: <laughs> not. No. Can
0: we at least say like 1800s, uh, 1900s. 1900s? Okay. Okay, so
1: like medieval probably times, probably about fifteen seventy ish. Okay, I'm like, what am I imagining
0: people wearing? Is it a lot of pastels
1: or is no, it like Renaissance? Renaissance. Here? Here. <laughs> okay. Um. So the story starts, um, from her mid twenties ish. Who knows? Um. And it was first described. Well, it was first described in 1590. So. Who knows when it actually happened? Probably before that. Um, so it's described in a book called Storia di Castiglione" or History of Castiglione." Okay. Um, which is written by Conrad Flameno. I love these names. So the story goes, Honorato was a painter, a female painter, which was rare in those days, although she decided to be extra rare and she was a fresco painter. And the reason that was so much more unheard of than even like female painters was because you guys know, like frescoes are those like big murals on walls. Yeah. Um, so the reason that it was extra for her to be that is because that took you away from home for extremely long stretches of time, which means you're away from your male relatives. It often, if not always, involved some sort of assistant who was male. Scandal. Clutching um, my pearls. And then, you know, you're up on scaffolding and, like, stuff like that, which is not ladylike. Physically dangerous, upskirt shots. Exactly. So she's just doing her own thing, though.
0: Can can I just interrupt you for a second? Yeah. I thought you were quoting what it said in this history. Oh no! And so when you said, but she had to be extra, and, and I you're was like, like please <laughs> tell me they actually said Wouldn't that be fantastic? <laughs> yeah, like, the term extra actually originates from the 1500s to be particularly a lot at, of, or with something. Right. That'd be fantastic. I, yeah. That, that totally threw me. I was like, whoa, this, this went from being like a once upon a
1: time to a what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. What timeline are you from, Kelly? <laughs> um, so she's the 2000. So she was commissioned by Cabrino Fondolo, who um, was kind of like, I don't know if he was like mayor or just like owned the town, but he was kind of a tyrant, but he lived in Cremona. And remember she was kind of born near there. So, you know, he was like, hey, you're a fresco painter. Um, I want a fresco painted. And, uh, I like, obviously, we don't know why he picked her. Maybe she was the only one around. You know, maybe she was the only one that would work with him because he was kind of an asshole. Maybe DNA.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he thought she was hot and he was
1: like, oh, just get on my payroll and then I can sexually harass you right. as your boss. So... She was commissioned to decorate his palace with these frescoes, Um, and it is the only record of a commission given to a woman in in the Quattro Centro, which is like a region. Okay. No, Quattro Centro, the 14th century. Oh, I, I thought it was like this. C- it's an Italian, Quattro Centro.
0: Okay, here's the funny thing. I was totally imagining like a quadrant of like four primary like counties right? or something in the center of Italy. I was like, no, Quattro Centro. That makes perfect sense to me.
1: Yeah, Quattro Centro, the 15th century as a period of Italian art and architecture. Oh, God damn it. We're so bad at history. <laughs> so while she was painting this fresco, a young man from Cremona, so not... The tyrant that she's painting for, just like some random dude. Would you say a gentleman from Corona? No. Cremona? More like a like, hemorrhoid. Like
0: gen- gentleman of Verona? No.
1: <laughs> More like a hemorrhoid. <laughs> the hemorrhoid him... of Cremona. I oh, don't care. Damn it.
0: No joke for you. <laughs> no, he sucks that bad.
1: Um, So he came in and just started trying to court her or, you know, as today, he started hitting on her real hard. And like, really, dude? She's just up there doing her job. Like, you're just going to come in and like lean against the scaffolding and be like, hey, girl, what you doing later? You know what he did? He was like, hey, hey,
0: hey. And she didn't respond. Bitch. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Bitch, get down here and accept me. Bitch, why are you ignoring me even though you're clearly in the middle of painting this massive ass palace? Exactly. So after him coming back many times and her rejecting him, many times, um, he became indecent towards her. They never describe what indecent is, but I assume some type of assault because what happened next was she killed him or defended
0: herself from him. Oh, good. I was going to joke that, like, next day he showed up and she
1: shot him in the face or something. This is the Renaissance time, so she stabbed him. With a bow and arrow, Kelly.
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's
1: it's not known obviously it's not really known if, like, he just came in and she was just sick of his shit, so she killed him, or if, like, he yeah tried to sexually assault her and she defended herself, but... I think we
0: all know what the more likely scenario is, that she wasn't just sick of, like, some... I hate to use the word casual, but you know what I mean? Like, street harassment? It sounds like he was...
1: He was being too forward. Yeah, he, probably, he got physical. Yeah, exactly. He got physical in so some she way. got physical back. Good I like to imagine her. it was... Um, they probably didn't. I don't know if they had paint scrapers back then. So I like to imagine it wasn't actually a knife, but like one of those paint scrapers. <laughs> she
0: just like went, shoo, yeah. And like all the same, he's like standing there for two seconds and the blood just starts pouring out and his then it falls over. Yeah.
1: It's yeah. totally true. Little Sweeney Toddy. I was, I was just, oh, get out of my head, bitch. <laughs> so with him dead, she fled disguised as a man. Oh, that sucks that she felt the need to run away. Fuck him. It's, It's one of those things. Things I weren't, know. people weren't nice to women. So she fled. <laughs> uh, aren't? <laughs> but so she disguised herself as a man. So yeah. she went on the run as a man. And the author quotes her as saying, quote, it is better to live honored outside my homeland than dishonored within it. We'll come back to that quote. But so that's okay. apparently what she said. Because I have some thoughts about I it. I too. Um, in 1590, um, it goes on to say that um, she was tried for the crime but pardoned By Cabrina Fondolo, so the guy who originally commissioned her. Yeah. Mainly because no one would touch her paintings because they were that good. And they're like, I don't want to fuck this up. Like, and so he was just like, well, I need you to finish your paintings. Literally the only
0: way I can get my house painter back is to pardon her for killing someone who was admittedly being a total piece of
1: shit anyway.
0: No one misses him. It's fine.
1: But that all happened like while she wasn't in Cremona. Like that's happening kind of behind the scenes. During this time, she entered the service of Aldorado Lampugnano, who was like a mercenary commander in Italy um, and a cavalryman. And so this was actually even earlier. So they, they think when she entered his service, it was about 1423. So the story was written in 1590, but this is happening in the 1400s. Okay. She did all of this, so joining this mercenary group and stuff, supposedly unknown to everyone. She was living as a man, supposedly. um, Lived with her name changed, clothing changed. Strong example of cross-dressing during wartime. It happens. Yeah. Quite often. We've covered several women that have done it. Um, So she would go on to serve several different captains Including Conrado Sforza, who is a brother of a duke. And like, she just was like, yeah, I'm just going to live as a mercenary now, I guess. I killed one man and we're just going to keep going. Okay. You say mercenary. So I'm immediately
0: imagining this dude as Deadpool with like an Italian shirt or something. Yeah. Like, I, it's funny because I'm imagining the guy that owns the palace as the burgermeister from those old Christmas. No. claymation things because Amelia you're like oh he runs the th- he runs the show but he's a dick okay he's the Burgermeister, and now Burger, Meister, uh, Meister Burger, and now she's chilling with Deadpool that's so the funny. merc with a mouth yeah
1: so a lot she's of the, the-
0: <gasps> she's the merc with the mammaries
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> that's I want terrible. that on a t-shirt that's so terrible I'm putting that on a t-shirt <laughs> I hate myself no you don't oh I
0: you're right I don't I feel um, no shame
1: so, some, a lot of like, what what was it? Family, family stories? What was that called? Oh,
0: oh, okay. So, I, I went to a history tour and they didn't have a lot of records. So, a lot of what they said was, according to family lore. family lore.
1: Yeah. So, according to family lore, she, a lot of people said that she would continue to paint between stints of fighting. Which, if she did, that's super cool. So, apparently in 1452, this fighting reached her hometown of Castellione, And they were besieged by the Republic of Venice. So Venice wasn't part of Italy at this time, apparently. Okay. I don't know the history of Italy. Um, So she was like, that's my hometown. Like, I got to go save that shit. So she went and she came to the aid of her hometown and they managed to raise the siege, but she was mortally wounded. (gasps) No! She was carried into town and there probably, like... While she was being treated, she was recognized. People were shocked. Unfortunately, she didn't survive her wounds.
0: Oh, no, no, no. You need to remove that. We need some rewrites because that is not a compelling narrative.
1: Shut it down. So the original or the novel in 1590 that was written uh, goes on to say that when she was dying, she said, honored I lived, honored I shall die. So there's a lot of stuff Going on s- surrounding or honorado honorata, sorry, Um, both the accuracy and the realism is a little unsure. Conrado Flamengo, in both quotes, so, you know, both of them like it was like I'd rather live honored than dishonored, and the other one is honored. I lived honored. I die well. Honorata means honored in Italian. I was just gonna say. You said honorado. I was like, oh, shit. So in both (laughs) cases, she speaks about living honored. And so they're like, I don't know. Like, people are like, I don't know if he, like, changed her name to kind of make a pun on honored or like. Or is this kind of like one of those um, moral fables? Like, oh,
0: we're going to tell a story that has
1: a meaning. It's like a parable almost. Exactly. Um, according to the story, she was buried in the parish church of Castiglione, but a new parish church was built in the 16th century and no trace of her f- tomb was ever found. Her legend is very much alive, though, in Castiglione and two unfinished wall paintings in the Palazzo Gallettio Vertu, thought to be the palace where Gabrina Fondola, the guy that the originally byster. hired her, resided. So a lot of people attribute those to her because they're unfinished. Oh, that's wild. Right? Um, so there are several versions regarding um the works of the painting that she was doing before she had to flee. um One version states that she was painting in temper on dry plaster, which would explain why none of her works survived to be attributed to her to her with uh, without a reasonable doubt, like everyone's kind of like, eh. well, on the other hand, um some people say she do truly did paint a fresco. Um, which would mean she had to study under someone and it would have taken her a long time to master. And they say, quote, a circumstance even more remarkable in those days when women were comparatively often to be seen in command of troops than her serving under the mercenary guy. So like, they're like, it is weirder that she would be a fresco painter than it is that she was in the army. Yeah, that she was a cross-dressing soldier. Um, as to her service in the army, um, the dates given by Conrado are concurrent with what is known of the military events in the 15th century of Italy. So this could either mean that there is some truth to the account or that he just took her like the moral fable and wove it into truth.
0: Right, right. He took, he took these true events and was like, by the way, she was
1: also there. I just like to say she was a badass. She was a badass. I know there wasn't really much to this one because that's the end. It's still a fun but like, ass story, yeah, though. And that's that's kind of what I need. I needed something light, and I was like, I just, I found her on Rejected Princesses. Love it. I and actually I was just also like, she... found her on Rejected I was like, Princesses. Even though it's short and like there's really no like moral to it, like I just think that's such a bad like. If the person was real, like she was doing this remarkable thing for a woman, a woman, and then she like defended herself, and then she was like, fine. I'm just going to become a mercenary and protect my country.
0: So I want to go back quick to that first quote, that alleged quote that you read of, you know, I'd rather live outside of my town with honor. Yeah, it's better to
1: live honored outside my homeland than dishonored within it.
0: And I immediately that struck me because with... Sexual assault, there comes a lot of shame.
1: That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, if she actually got sexually assaulted. And she's
0: like, no, it's more honorable for me to kind of force myself into exile or even, like
1: kind of like I, I, I killed him so I wouldn't be dishonored
0: you know yeah. like I, I you know he could have assaulted me and I could stay in my town right. but I would be dishonored because he did this to me or I could kill him and leave and maintain my honor and like I don't know just that That framework of referring to honor in terms of sexual assault, I was like, oh my God, that rings so true because there's so much shame in being a a survivor or a victim. You know, it's like, I was like, oh my God, I I feel that.
1: I really want our listeners to actually comment on that because it can be taken that way. And I feel like as women, particularly survivors, like, I feel like we're more prone to take it that way. Whereas, you know, some people are like, well, she killed a guy. Right. Like, obviously, killing someone is dishonorable. Like, so I want to know from our listeners, like, when I first said that quote, like, how did you take it? What did you take it as? Because, yeah, like, I I kind of took it both ways, but I was thinking more about, like, the murder until you, like, brought that up. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so true. Like, especially if she was defending herself when she killed him, she's like, I didn't want to be dishonored right. by having you sexually assault me. So I would rather murder you and leave then have you sexually assault me for multiple reasons
0: exactly exactly and it, it kind of made me think back to another italian painter artemisia Genzaleski, who we covered like way back in episode 4 or something yeah she was one of the she she, was, she was one of the ogs yeah she was a survivor and uh one of the things was you know she she was assaulted and then this guy hurt the 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 guy was like oh I'll marry you to save your honor, basically, because, oh, you had sex, like, nasty finger quote sex with me, and we're not married, but I'll marry you to restore your honor, and then he refused to, and that's when she told her father and was like, this guy's been sexually abusing me, and he refuses to marry me, so he's right. dishonored, like, I'm, I'm living in sin, like, I'm full of shame and dishonor now, and that's when they went after him legally.
1: Well, I mean, you even hear it more recently, like shotgun weddings. That is what it's about. I mean, usually that is a consenting relationship, but it still has to do with someone got pregnant and it's not honorable to be pregnant out of wedlock. Yes. Yeah. So like, it's a little less terrible because there's no sexual assault, but it still has to do with women's sexuality and how, women asserting their sexuality is viewed as a dishonorable trait
0: yeah yeah the the state the same thread of shame and sex and pregnancy and like how marriage somehow fixes like it, 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 women it all runs
1: pure for their marriage like that's the whole yeah I'm not saying people shouldn't wear white to their wedding I wore white on mine it's a beautiful color it's great But like that's the original meaning behind like the white dress is it's a symbol of purity. So you're this pure being going into your marriage. You know, the interesting thing about the white
0: dress, too, is that it actually was not a common wedding color because white was incredibly rare. Well, it it it, it it wasn't so much. that it was rare. It was that people are living their lives on farmsteads and in dirty cities like people are getting married in like brown dresses because you can't keep white clean and I think it was Queen Victoria question mark can't remember she got married in this big beautiful white dress it was highly publicized and she was like the trendsetter for the color white Mm -hmm. and there is the symbolism of virginity and purity behind that but really it's just a fashion trend that we refuse to let go of now granted I would totally wear white to my wedding because that is the only time I will wear a white dress because
1: I don't that's look kinda good how, in, like, okay, in like Okay, my, in my prom, I wore, like, it
0: was a cream-colored dress. Oh, I love that dress. I know exactly what one you're talking about, and I love it.
1: Um, but, yeah, like, other than my wedding, I'm, like, I'm yeah, I'm not going to wear a white dress. Like, yeah. that's just a weird. So, Yeah.
0: This this uh this episode spawned some interesting discussions. I'm totally yeah. into it. I love this.
1: Hopefully, you know, it made everyone think. We still managed to get an hour, an hour of recording. Boom boom. Thank you, tangents. Yay! It's because we haven't seen each other in so long.
0: I know. We're we're vibing off of some really strong merlot, some strong merlot, and some strong like bestie energy.
1: It is a fourteen percent.
0: Oh shit. Wow. Oh my god. There is a um. There's a brand of like canned cocktails. They have like pina colada. They have margaritas. They have Mai tais, And they're all 12% ABV. And so my friend Jory and I, what's up, Jory? I think I said this uh in a different episode. We had the margarita ones and like literally you crack the can open and it's like you can just smell the tequila. One can fucked us up, and so oh, yeah. now Jory calls them one and duns because literally you just need one can, and you're and you're good. done. You are good. That's funny. <laughs> and so I uh, I bought one for uh, Jared's stepmom because there was one time a while ago where she was like, I'm just like really craving a pina colada, and so. I was hanging out with them and we picked up some stuff to grill out and I stopped at the liquor store and I got myself like this big can of Smirnoff ice, like red, white and citrus shit, like 8% ABV. It's nothing. It's just fruity and fun. And I was thinking of her and I was like, I, so I saw the pina colada one and I bought it for her. I was like, okay, Kim, I got this for you because it made me think of you. But seriously. It'll fuck you up. Heed my warning. This this shit, the shell fucketh thee up. <laughs> you know, I was like, seriously. She's like, oh, it's fine. I was like, no, Kim, seriously. Listen to <laughs> like, me. You need to understand this is <laughs> this shit will mess you up. That's so so be careful. Like, make sure you're not going anywhere. You're done for the night. Right. Don't make any big decisions while drinking this. Oh, uh, it was so good though.
1: That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I found a great alcohol when I was camping last weekend. Um, it's alcoholic coffee. Oh my god. So it's like it's called like Rebel, I think it's like Rebel Brewery or something. And they have like a pack that's like a mix between there's like a salted caramel one, a butter pecan one, and then like a mocha and a vanilla and Oh my god! There's so, and they're dangerous because you can't really taste the alcohol, but yeah. they're so good. Oh my god! We each had like two, and we were like, "Good." Did Did I tell you that there's um,
0: cannabis coffee? When I went, it doesn't to, surprise me. No, it it does. There, there's cannabis everything, but when I when I went to Colorado, uh, there was cannabis coffee. I did not try it because honestly, it did not sound good to me. Um, and my partner was really excited to try it. It was kind of disappointing though. Like it gave him an upset stomach and I'm like, I mean, that's kind of why I didn't want to try it because that doesn't sound like a good combination to me. Right. I wouldn't
1: think so either. Yeah.
0: So that was a bit of a letdown, but it's out there. Anyway, Kelly, other than alcoholic coffee, what are you thankful for?
1: Oh, I'm thankful for this semester being over, particularly one class more than the other cuz I preferred one over the other. The teacher was absolutely like amazing and I'm really going to miss him. But cuz they don't teach any other classes and I'm like, And They're oh, like, "I'm damn. busy." And I'm like, "I knew." You're busy being awesome. Now be awesome over here, damn it. Yeah, right. But it was good. I feel like I learned a lot this semester. I still got like a few homework pieces to finish up, but like nothing super major. And I'll probably do them after this. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I'm thankful to have a week off and just kind of decompress. Is
0: this before jumping in with both feet again? I was gonna say this is the end of year one, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, God, that flew by. So next summer, yeah, next you'll time be graduating. Just, no, I'll be going into my practicum. Oh, okay. Next time this year oh my god. I know I had had a like one on one with like our program director because the Rochester program is like small enough that she can like meet with us because I think she said there's like 16 people in my cohort which I think means some people dropped out but that's She, I like, she told me at the beginning that that happens. And I, you know, I like thanked her. I was like, you know, thank you for giving me a chance and letting me into the program and like blah, 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 blah. And we were talking and she's like, yeah, you know, like here's some basics about practicum. She's like, obviously you don't have to worry about it. She's like, we'll talk again in January. And then that's really when you get to start filling out paperwork. And I'm like, oh my God, that's going to come so fast. That is. She's like, yeah. She's like, honestly, she's like, she's like a lot of people say that like the first year and then that first fall semester. Or, like, the longest and then everything just, like, and I'm like, this year felt quick. I can't imagine how the next year is going to feel. I literally remember
0: we met up downtown and got coffee one day last summer. I I think it was, like, around this time when things started to open up. And I Mm. think you were either, you had just started or you were just about to start and we were kind of talking about it. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. And you're like, I'm so fucking nervous. And I'm like, you're
1: fine. (laughs) I still like We've talked about, like, imposter syndrome and I deaf like sometimes yeah I have it hard like in school when people are like oh nah, 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 nah. and I'm like eh. luckily there are other people in my cohort that like aren't in the field at all like me but yeah there's like some people that are like oh I work in a mental health facility or like you know I'm a life coach or blah like all these different things and I'm like I feel so behind and like I don't belong here
0: well you do because you're there and you're killing it thank you
1: yes so what are you thankful for
0: um, I'm thankful for two things. One, uh, and hopefully our listeners are happy to hear this because I keep joking that I need to do it. I'm in therapy.
1: Yay! Yay. <laughs> Actually, I need to talk. I'm going to text my therapist while we talk. Okay. Because <laughs> I realized he never <laughs> responded to me. Um, but yeah, I, I started
0: therapy, um, I've I'm I'm two appointments in so far so good I really like my therapist and uh I've been kind of working on outlining my goals and talking about like well this is what I'm struggling with this is what I want to work on um so yeah that that was kind of like the last thing that I needed to start doing because I'm on meds I might have to adjust those I might have to increase them a little bit because depression is oh yeah don't worry I've done that um but I feel good that I finally did it because Literally, I think in maybe our very first episode, I made a joke about how I need to get back into therapy again. And that was over two years ago. And then two years into this podcast.
1: You're like, I'm in therapy. And we're all like, Yay! Well, no, no,
0: I got on meds in March. Okay.
1: Oh, that's right. Yep. I remember that. Almost two years exactly. No. How long have we been doing this? Yeah. Two years? Yep. Okay. Okay. Like two and a half now, but yeah.
0: What? are you sure it's not? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Time means nothing. Um, but yeah, August two years in, I got on meds and then, you know, six months later, five, six months later, I'm in therapy. you know, so it's just, you're getting there. It's a, sometimes it's a real slow process. I was actually thinking of one of our uh, listeners who reached out to us. I believe we gave her a shout out. Uh, and she was like, You know, I really like that you guys talk about your mental health. And I I told myself I'm not going to listen to another episode until... I start taking those steps to like get help. And so I was thinking of them while I was like
1: mm-hmm.
0: exploring like my therapy options. I was like, this is for you. Right. <laughs> like you're inspiring me right now because I need to just fucking do it. And I've been having a really hard time lately. There have been a lot of triggers for Jared's PTSD. And then there's just like my Life. standard bullshit that I'm already dealing with. And so that's been really good. The second thing I'm thankful for is that I went kayaking for the first time you and it was that awesome. I thought you had gone
1: kayaking before with no.
0: people. I've been canoeing. Uh,
1: I thought you said kayaking.
0: No, once. I've never, I've never been kayaking. So like
1: solo or was it like the double kayak?
0: No, it was solo. Like. I mean, you were with other people, but I you was were with solo Jared. in
1: the, oh, Jared went too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was Jared and I. Oh, that's right. Um, it
1: was the, Jared wanted to buy kayaks and you're like, let's actually go kayaking first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was like, kayaks seem cool. I was like, oh, have you ever been? No. Well, neither have I. Shouldn't we try it before we spend? Like, I mean, these things can be up to 500 fucking dollars. I'm not buying one of those. And that's like, oh, I don't actually like kayaking. So
1: you look like you had a blast. I what had a blast. Him?
0: Jared had a blast too. Okay. It was great because when we try to do projects together, like say we're moving furniture, or assembling something, he gets really... He gets like... He doesn't want to stop and read the instructions. He just wants to like mash things together and figure it mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, well, let's pause. And so we don't work very well together
1: At with least with stuff. kayaking, you kind of just get in and go. Well,
0: that's why we decided to do kayaking because then we're both autonomous. Like we don't... Like canoeing is cooperative. I didn't want to cooperate with him in a canoe. I He wanted his own thing. Well, yeah. I need my own thing. And we tried to go kayaking before and the the town we went to had like we got into town and there was just a fuck ton of people and jared shut right down because it was entirely too much. much and now the water levels in minnesota have been really low because <laughs> we haven't gotten
1: like any rain we're drought this up summer here. we
0: are we're deep in the drought but there's a lake a local lake that's all dammed up so i was like oh shit why don't we go there it's full of goose so poop. no it's not that oh, one. okay good It's, I actually, you can swim in this one. It's totally fine because I did swim in it and I freaked Jared out. (laughs) So we, I took a half day. To make sure there were like no other fucking people around. We went. It was great. He enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. We even like pulled up on the bank at one point And then I like went out swimming. And Jared was like getting all nervous. And I'm like I'm kind of glad you feel that way. Because that's how I feel about you all the time. Like you're not in control of the situation. I am. And so you're nervous. That's how I feel all the damn time. So lock that feeling in. And, and know save that it. I feel that way all <laughs> of the it, time. Put it in your empathy box. And I'm going to tell you to take it out. <laughs> But it was it was a ton of fun. It was relaxing. We definitely want to do it again. Now we're kind of looking at making our own kayaks. But it was cheap enough to rent, and we liked the place we went to. So, like, at least this summer we'll probably go again. If I see
1: them at Costco and or Sam's Club again, I'll check how much they are. Yeah, let me
0: know. Let me know. Let me know. I've been they doing look pretty decent. I've been doing research on like what I want in a kayak, um, and I think I have a pretty decent idea. The only thing that sucks is my my friend told me this, so I guess I don't know if it's totally true. Any boat that has a motor or is over six feet, you have to get like a a registration for it. And I'm like, I think a six foot kayak is going to be a little too small for Jared. I might be okay, maybe, but all the kayaks I could find are like nine feet minimum (laughs) motorized. I hope so because that just seems dumb. But whatever, I don't know. But yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And it was the PTSD has been more of a dominating force with COVID, with what's going on in Afghanistan, just like normal PTSD flare-ups. And so we're trying to do more things to focus on us as a couple. And so we we decided, okay, we're going to do one date night out of the house a month. We're going to commit to one date night out of the house. And this was our like date out of the house. It was it was great. It was awesome. That's
1: good. It, so it's um all motorized watercraft. And this is specific to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, All motorized watercraft and non motorized boats over 10 feet.
0: Oh, okay. so I can get a nine foot kayak and I'm good. Okay. perfect, because that was like the smallest I could find, unless it was like a child's kayak. And I'm like, no. It also
1: includes inflatable boats.
0: Oh, we saw a couple that they were in a double kayak that was inflatable. And I was like,
1: what the fuck is this? This includes kayaks, canoes, SUPs and inflatable boats. So so if you have an inflatable boat in Minnesota over 10 feet long. You need to license that shit. What if you
0: have one of those giant inflatable Costco rafts that has like eight seats on it? I have and like one 20... of those. I know. We I should have never, I have
1: never licensed it.
0: Oh, we got to take that shit out anyway. So yeah, that's why I'm thankful for it. And now everyone knows a little bit more about boat law in Minnesota. Yay. You're yeah. welcome.
1: But no, I like at the beginning of COVID, I probably talked about this last year, but like me and Justin needed that thing too. And so we bought bikes. That's awesome. Jared needs to get a bike. I have a bike. I need to get Justin to take my bike down. Oh yeah. It's kind of late in the season but I'm like I don't give a shit. Y- you know what here's the thing. You can, b- th- you can bike into the fall. Well and this is like the perfect time to bike like yeah. middle of Minnesota summer is not an ideal time to bike because you're gonna die from the heat and humidity. We go biking? we to go biking? Kelly we need to go biking. I can put the bike rack on my car and come over and we can go biking.
0: Good okay because I live right by the bike trails That's and true. I have never biked on them. I have walked on them.
1: I have. I have biked on them. Oh my god. And every god. time I went by, I was like, Emily lives over there.
0: Okay. I think it's time to wrap this up. It we're is. we're getting we're getting way off track. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Whining About Hurstry. Please like us on Facebook at whining about hirsty, Instagram at
1: W A H Pad, Twitter at W A H underscore Pod. Our website is whining dot com and our email is whining at gmail.com. And like we've said multiple times, we'd love to hear from you and we also said we have a patron, Patreon. You can become a patron uh, for as little as $1 to get our extra happenings and our video episodes and some sweet extra swag if you donate at $5 and above.
0: I was going to say, we just sent out like some fun stuff to yeah. all of our existing patrons just because we love you guys. So you people, also get those fun little random gifts. They should be
1: receiving their wine glasses soon if they haven't already perfect
0: but yeah you can join our funerary cult at patreon.com forward slash whining about herstory also rate us five stars wherever you listen if you don't want to throw some cash our way that's totally fine but you better rate us five stars god damn it it's free and it makes us feel good
1: yeah be
0: the good you want to see in the world
1: plus you know then we'll love you forever
0: oh absolutely All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Whining About Herstery. I'm Emily. I'm Kelly. And have an empowered day, lovelies. Bye.